0: Welcome to Henrico Happenings. We're moving into spring and still impacted by COVID-19, but striving to make the best of each day. But we're happy to be back with another episode, aren't we, Kristen? We
1: certainly are. You know, Victoria, March is National Women's History Month, which encourages all of us to honor the women who came before us and fought for equality.
0: Women's History Month serves as a way to not only remember them, but keep carrying their torch onward. There's still work to do. During the month, we celebrate achievements of women from the past and present. So Kristen and I will shout ourselves out for Women History Month. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Okay, so we're also gonna give a shout out to Liz
1: Geis. Okay, (laughs) she is here with us today to share what it's like to be a woman in a predominantly male profession. Liz, you've been with Henrico County Division of Fire for almost seven years, right? Correct. I've heard that it's not a job, it's a calling. So
2: what drew you to firefighting? It's something I kind of had always thought about. Um, you see it on like in the movies, you get to see fire engines running around in the community. Um, it always seemed like something that might be exciting. And then as I got older, started, uh, had to grow up and have a real job, um, I realized that I, I worked, like I said, for like seven years as a geologist, which was great. Uh, I thought I was gonna save the earth but then it turned into being more of a business. And I realized that really, I just wanted to help people. And that's pretty much the definition of being a firefighter. My job is to literally help people. So
1: how did you go about applying and what, what did that involve?
2: So I saw an application come out for the Henrico Fire Department. Luckily, they didn't need any fire experience hmm. or EMT training. They provide all of that through the recruiting process. And I just kind of went for it. I was ready to make a change. So I was applying to graduate schools and fire departments at the time. So I luckily just came across it.
0: So tell us um, just about the history of women in the fire department right now. Kind of where are we as far as, um, I guess, a number wise or we're still recruiting for women? How's does that work?
2: Well, we've made huge progress. Um, when I came on about seven years ago, I was the seventh female to be hired at the time. Um, it doesn't mean that we've only had seven female firefighters throughout the history of the fire department. Right. It just means that at that time, I was the seventh female to come on out of about 500 firefighters. Today, we just did a, a cool little video um, talking about our current firefighters and we actually have 30 female firefighters so that's huge in seven years we've more than doubled Mm -hmm. almost more than tripled uh, the amount of firefighters that are females so i would say the reasoning for there being more female firefighters is um, hopefully just that the word is getting out Um, i think that when there's we're in the public's eye you can see that uh, females can do this job uh, it gives people the confidence to apply as they should. Um, I think we're working really hard, though, through the recruiting process, which I am involved in, to make sure that we're getting the most qualified people. So, yes, some of them are females, but we really, the biggest thing we strive for is that you're qualified and that you're able to do this job.
1: So 30 female firefighters, that's a little bit over 5%, I think, of the Division of Fire we'd like to see more girl power. (laughs) And we know there are qualified people out there. What would you say to a woman who's, you know, in the back of her mind said, you know, that might be a great job?
2: Apply, do it. You (laughs) can do it. You know, you need to be physically fit. I would say it also takes a type of person. I played soccer growing up. I played soccer in college. And so I would say Besides being a professional athlete, this is the second best job. You still get that team environment, you know, the camaraderie. You guys, everyone has each other's back kind of thing. So, And it's your family away from your family. So it's very similar to being an athlete. So I would say any female athletes, you know, that that's a good start. You obviously don't have to be an athlete to apply for this job, but um, it's very similar to that in terms of the physical stress that you're under, the time, life balance, uh, the commitment of being away from your family for 24 hours, sacrificing that, and then just, you know, when you're called for something to be able to just to, to perform.
0: That's awesome. So I know I'm going to pull your brain a little bit, but can you recall like one of your best moments of being a firefighter? Oh, that's tough. Well, we
1: I mean, we were talking about, and this is, is not directly, I guess, related to the fire department but you've been working out at Richmond Raceway at our mass vaccination events, which is incredibly rewarding.
2: Oh, yes. I would say overall giving back to the community. We are just talking about that I've been able to vaccinate out at the Raceway and how much that fills me up. Um, It's such a positive environment. Um, It's really well run and everyone there is just grateful. Uh, so it's really it's really special to be a part of something like that. And I think that that goes along with being a firefighter, and I'm also a paramedic. So you get opportunities like that to give back to the community. I work 40-hour a week right now. I'm in the office, but any chance I get that I can trade time or on the weekends, I, I sign up to vaccinate just because it feels really good to give back, which is, like I said before, the, the definition of being a firefighter is literally helping people.
1: So you spent... More than six years at, was it Station 22? Yes. And now you have moved into a new role. Yes. So being a firefighter doesn't necessarily mean your entire career you're going to be at a firehouse.
2: Correct. Yeah, so when you come out of recruit school, you're assigned to a fire station initially. I spent, like I said, a little bit over six years at Fire Station 22, a shift to my family there. (laughs) Um, Shout out. Always have a special place in my heart. Uh, They really helped me grow up and become the person that I am today. But yeah, after that, uh, this position came open. That's a community services position. And I basically, I get to reach out to the community. I get to educate kids in elementary schools, middle schools. I get to be involved in any sort of the fire programs. Um, I help people with fire extinguisher training or what to do with their smoke alarms or scheduling birthday drive-by parades, anything like that. So it's it's a really great change. You know, of course, I miss being out in the station and responding to calls and kind of living in the firehouse with my guys and my uh, family. But um, it's it's really it's a nice change. And it's cool to see a, a different side of the department.
0: Absolutely. So you get to experience all sides. So that's awesome. Well, I'm excited for you, Liz. And I'm rooting for more girl power in the fire department for Henrico. And I know we'll get there. One other
1: thing I'd just like to ask, um, what about the possibility of advancement, what kind of benefits, you know, what what are the perks of being a part of the the fire department.
2: So, I feel super lucky and super grateful to work for this county. Um, I say that from the bottom of my heart in all realness. Um, our county manager really takes care of us. Our fire chief really looks out for us. You have I mean endless career development. You have to work for it, you know, there's education and different steps and things you have to do, which everyone has to do. But, I mean, you can make this career whatever you want to make it. If you're saying you're bored or you're burned out, that's your own fault. There's all types of opportunities. And honestly, if you have the motivation and the drive, you can can do anything. So, I mean, if you want to become a paramedic, they will offer a school for you to become a paramedic. If you want to get your master's, there's tuition reimbursement abilities. I mean, we get raises, uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about my job during this pandemic when people were, you know, worried about their next paycheck. So I just, I feel so lucky and so grateful. And, and even in this pandemic, when we were out on the front lines, like they always made sure that we had the proper PPE, they always looked out for us. So I just feel very lucky um, to, to work here and, and, I would say it's, I think it's one of the best places in the world to work.
1: Well, that's a ring, ringing endorsement. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you're involved <laughs> with recruitment.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, just, you know, on the side, but yeah, I really, I really do believe it. It's, I, I feel so lucky and grateful and I feel like it's just a privilege to work here. You know, I'm not owed anything. I, I feel like I'm very lucky. Well, We're great. We're lucky to have you. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Anything else you'd like to share?
2: I just, I think, I guess it's small. I think there's a lot of hope. Moving forward, I think this has been a tough time. I think this is great that you guys are doing podcasts and everyone's kind of adjusting. I don't know. I feel like I'm giving more of a global
0: message now, but that's it.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for coming and talking and sharing with us. We really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Well, that wraps up another episode of Go Happening. Stay safe out there and we'll see you in April. Bye.